This happened about a year ago, but it dawned on me that someone looking for glitches might be interested in this experience. Certainly, if anyone else has witnessed something like this, I would love to know. So, what happened is very simple. I was doing laundry at my college, and naturally went to the laundry room. On this particular day, a machine error had flooded the room, leaving a puddle of maybe half an inch to an inch or so of water, depending on where one stepped. I noticed that, in this puddle, there was a drip, just as if a faucet was leaking above it. Rings emanated from one area of the water and no other. I was the only one in the room. I thought it was odd, because I saw no water source for the drip. I looked closer, as close as I could, and the effect continued in that one singular spot of the room. What really freaked me out was when I put my hand directly above it, the drip persisted, and little rings of water kept emanating semi-rhythmically from the spot. I looked at the ceiling, absolutely nothing, no draft. There was only tile floor under the water in every direction. I still, for the life of me, cannot figure this one out. I know that somewhere on my phone I took footage of the drip, which I cannot for the life of me find. I'm sure that sounds a bit fake, but I think it may be saved somewhere weird, like a Snapchat memory or something. Maybe it was deleted by accident. I'm always running out of space, which would be a bummer. But I was stone cold sober, just doing my laundry. I'm quite confident that what I have described here is what I saw. As an edit, after writing this little reflection after so much time, I tried hard to look for the video, but I could not find it. But I do know that I examined the video several times, and it absolutely showed circles emanating from water, and showed clearly that my hand above it did nothing to stop it, despite being totally unaffected by anything at all. So... As far as I'm concerned, the phenomena itself was proven, but I realized that this is not satisfying to one who was not there. It was truly unbelievable, I will say that. I spent a long time sitting with it, and honestly, I feel deeply lucky to have witnessed something so utterly unexplainable. Also, it's worth noting that the pattern of water faucet drip is one phenomena of nature which actually resembles randomness. I believe it has something to do with the Mandelbrot set. I know that the disturbances to the water occurred just in this kind of irregular but regular way. It was unmistakably a fluid intervention that would have been the cause of it if it was natural. There were absolutely no other forces, and most incredibly, no other disturbances anywhere on the water, just stillness. This little event has been something that I have never shared, but it has opened my eyes to the possibility of reality outside of what can be predicted or understood. It was certainly as beautiful as it was spooky.
This happened when I was a sophomore in high school. I wasn't able to drive yet. I grew up in your typical BFE upstate New York town, and all of my friends were either away for the weekend or had other plans, so I had nothing really to do. I had a small bow and arrow set that my retired, world-traveling grandparents had purchased as a souvenir somewhere in Africa, which they let me have when they were downsizing and getting rid of stuff. It was one bow with three iron-tipped arrows. The whole thing was really small. The bow couldn't have been more than 14 inches long, and the arrows probably somewhere around 10 apiece. So, this mechanism was not very capable of long-range shooting. I decided to screw around with the bow and arrow to keep myself entertained. I launched the arrows in various directions, trying to see how high I could make them go in the air, how far they could go horizontally, whether I could hit a lead-paint-covered rock sculpture my mom insisted on keeping in the garden, pointlessly launching projectiles every which way you could imagine, just to keep myself entertained. About an hour into this, I went to the spot where my driveway met my lawn, and tried to successively launch the arrows as quickly as I could in the same general direction. Bear in mind, this was a still, windless day, and given the time of year, the grass was still mostly dead and quite short. It would have been absurdly difficult to lose just about anything in said grass, much less an arrow with an iron tip and distinct color from the grass surrounding it. So, I shot my three arrows. It's tough to say if I got the rapid-fire thing down, but I did get them all to reach about the same spot, so at least I was precise. From where I was standing, it seemed like they all landed within a couple feet of each other. So I walked over to retrieve them. Arrow one found. Arrow two found. Arrow three... is missing? I knew for damn certain that I saw them all land barely a couple feet apart from each other. There was no wind, and there were no nearby shrubs or trees that the last one could have somehow gotten stuck in. I combed the entire stretch of lawn it had traveled over, and then some, for a solid half hour. No dice. I even went out later that night with the flashlight to see if I could find it by getting the metallic tip to reflect. It didn't work. Years went by. Lawnmowers went over that stretch of ground numerous times without getting any pesky wooden or metal things caught in the blades. Holes for fence posts were dug right around where the arrow could have landed. But nothing came up. Lawn decor was moved around more times than I cared to count. Never stepped on anything sharp and pointy while doing it. I can only conclude that the arrow would have had to have disappeared into the void, deleted from the Matrix. Four and a half years ago, I had a job selling cookies and fudge to tourists in my city. Occasionally, someone would come into the shop drunk and flirt with me, 
but not very often as I was this awkward 20-year-old with bad acne and a terrible sense of humor. One memorable evening, a much older gentleman entered and I offered him a small sample of fudge, as was required. He looked like he could have been mid-fifties with the energy of a 30-year-old. He had a thin frame, thick white hair, a narrow face, and piercing eyes. It felt like he was hitting on me, and it was very confusing. He was older, flamboyant, and he wanted me to show him around. He asked me when I would get off work that night. I had neither the social skills nor the confidence to tell him to F off. I agreed to meet him after work, and wondered if I was actually going to show him around town, and if that meant something more than my innocent mind was willing to believe. Feeling kind of frightened and helpless, I told my male co-worker what had just happened. He told me that he would walk me to my car after work, so that I could tell the white-haired man never mind and leave easily. I didn't expect the white-haired man to be waiting for me outside several hours later, but he was. My co-worker walked me out of the building, and as we hurried past, I looked at him and said, Sorry, I can't. I just can't. The man bowed his head low and nodded, as if he fully understood. He seemed deeply disappointed. Fast forward a year later, I'm working at a new job in the same area. I had been working there for about a month when a new face entered the scene. They hired a young man with a thin frame, thick dark hair, a narrow face, and piercing eyes. This young man it was flirtatious, intense, and just my type. He was fun and flamboyant, and we almost dated, but I had to put the brakes on it for personal reasons. I was deeply upset about it for a long time. He used to talk to me a lot, and he was the first person who had ever liked me back. I know logically that they are two different people, one older guy looking to have a good time and one young man who I miss a lot. But sometimes, I choose to believe in the time traveler story, because if it could be true, it means that he misses me too. This story takes place last year in the springtime, Around April, I would say. I was working a midnight shift and on the way home from work on certain days, I would stop at the gym down the street from my job. So, one day, I'm at that gym and I'm on a machine when I noticed an older gentleman kept turning around and looking at me. Now, I've seen this man in the gym very few times, but I had never seen him in my life prior to that. So, with him looking at me, I was wondering if we were going to have a problem. He finally approaches me, and he asked me, is my father's name blank? Like his full name, not just the first name. I'm a junior, so he said my name as well, when he asked if that was my father's name. 
I told him it was my father's name and mine as well. He laughed and told me that I favored him, which is something I'm told often by others. Nothing out of the ordinary so far, right? I was just assuming he was a friend of my father's and recognized me, or just recognized the fact that I was his seed. So, I asked the man where they knew each other from, and he mentions a fraternity at a college that my father never attended. I know for a fact he never went to that college, and most definitely would have never been in a fraternity. So I tell him that. The man mentions a church that they had seen each other at a few times. Once again, it can't be right, because my father barely went to church, and when he did, he was forced by his mom as a teenager. Even then, it was a totally different church than what the guy had mentioned. So... Then I tell the man to describe my father's appearance, and that was off as well. He described my father to be shorter than what he is, and bald as well, which my father has never been. That's when I officially knew we weren't talking about the same person. Something I forgot to mention, this guy is at least 20 years older than my father, so them being friends on those types of occasions really didn't add up. I told the guy that these were two different people that we're talking about, and asked again to make sure he got the name right. I responded that it is most definitely both of our names. We both agreed that it was an odd case of events, and went our separate ways. I've never seen him again after that, even with me going back to that gym multiple times, but I know this will be one of those things that stays in my mind forever. Okay, so, background. I live on the opposite side of town from my mom, and the city we live in is fairly big, as chunks of it are cut off from the rest by farmland for some reason. So, my mom is rarely in my part of town. That if she ever does end up here, she'll shoot me a text so we can meet up. Okay, so I was in the bathroom in a mall near my place, washing my hands after doing my business. Then, out of the corner of my eye, I see someone come out of the stall behind me who has my mom's distinctive fiery red curly and wavy hair and is the right height. So, I do a double take. I look at the woman in the reflection and holy hell, she looks exactly like my mother. Same height, hair, face, style, body type. She even walked and moved the same. So I turned around and looked at her, about to ask, Hey mom, what are you doing out here? Or something like that. But instead, the woman speaks first and says something like, Oh, don't worry, she's almost done, pointing to another woman at a sink. I then notice that all of the sinks are occupied. By the way, this is Canada, so I guess she presumed that I was like, Oh dear, she can't wash her hands. Sorry, I'll finish up quickly. Or something. But... She even sounded just like my mom, too. Like same voice and same accent. 
and I live in the French part of town, and my mom has a bit of a Nova Scotian accent. Hell, the only reason I knew it wasn't my mother was that she barely washed her hands. She did that annoying thing where you only put a drop of soap on your fingertips and then sort of rub them together under the water for a second or two and flick them dry afterwards. Why do so many people do that? Anyways, my mom has OCD, the obsessive cleaning type. She's better now with therapy and medication, but she still always cleans her hands thoroughly for at least 20 seconds long, especially during this pandemic. I was raised to do that too as well. I texted my mom about it right afterwards, and she thought it was funny how I knew it wasn't her, and reassured me that yeah, she was at home on the other side of town. So, yeah, this was a pretty surreal experience. Well, hello. Fancy meeting you here. Never would have expected to see you in in this kind of place. But you know, now that you're here, maybe we should talk about some things. Like, maybe we should talk about whether or not you enjoyed this collection of Glitch in the Matrix stories. And and if you did, if you did enjoy this 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 fine collection of stories that just make you really think about life and how it may be just a big simulation to some greater being, if you did enjoy them, maybe you should hit that little thumbs up button. And then, you know, the subscribe button and the bell icon next to that if you want to. You don't have to, but if you do, it would mean the world to me. And maybe, just maybe, we should further this conversation and say that if you really wanted to support the channel, you could follow me on all those social media platforms that I have. You could visit my website, and you can even support the channel through coffee, Patreon, or hitting the join button at the bottom. The Patreon and the joining, the uh, channel uh, memberships, give you early access to my videos. Did you know that? Because if you didn't, you do now. That's the thing. You, you do know this now. But again, maybe we shouldn't have that conversation. Maybe I should just end this conversation by saying that you're an amazing person. I love you. I'm glad you enjoy my videos. I'm glad you're here, and I'm glad you listened. And I'm appreciative of all the people on this video who let me narrate their tale that they wrote. I really am. Maybe maybe we're not prepared to have that conversation. Maybe you are not prepared to hear that side of this conversation. Maybe you should just go to bed. And if you do, I hope simply that you sleep well.